Calling all the cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe podcast for women who also smoke weed. But we know you dudes are listening too. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and the evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're talking to some of the most interesting names in and out of the industry, sharing stories, trying shit first, and connecting people all around the world who use cannabis creatively. Welcome back, Cannabishes. A surprise drop for y'all in a transparent attempt to win back your Mary Jane loving hearts after a month long of radio silence on my part. Apologies, sorry, not sorry, all that. Uh, Today we're having a pretty important conversation in light of what we're seeing happen in the States uh, and really the world over, hashtag believe women. Uh, with regard to female voices being heard and fairly heard and believed. Uh, Kavanaugh shit went down last week, which is, you know, had us all engaged, had us all, a lot of us feeling nauseated most of the time. And really, if you think about it, was absurd in the fact that it was just really hearings to put this man in one of the highest positions of the land and not hearings to bring him to justice. Um all of that aside, I'm super inspired and fucking taken aback um, at the power of the female emerging and and blossoming and blooming in in culture, just in our patriarchal culture. Sorry, guys, and uh, and it's it's really fucking inspiring. You know, the narrative on Twitter and kind of the the temperature of the conversation as the hearing was happening last Thursday was very much, um, you know, the fearful about what would happen if this man had, had, you know, is, is put into this position in court of law. And, you know, that's just, and that's fair. And we sh- should all be fucking worried about that. But I had this realization, this like boom, collapse that came at me like a lightning bolt and I was looking in the mirror and I looked at myself in the eyes and I thought fuck we should not be scared they should be scared if this happens or you know if these absurdities continue and this behavior continues without change and without justice and without you know a real awakening from men and women about the realities of the world that we live in um if this shit doesn't happen, we, you don't even want to see how we rise up. Honestly, you do not even want to see a woman this angry. And I'm not fucking joking. Anyway, coming back to it, I really think it's critically important that, uh, you know, there were, people were, we were saying, you know, at first it was believe women. It's not about believe women because it's about caring, you know, the, the behavior that we're seeing and the truth of what we're seeing is that perhaps they believe us and they just don't fucking care. Uh, so we're circling back to the notion that today is about the female voice being fairly heard and being, and stepping into the light and the truth and the power in the truth. Um, Really, this was inspired by censorship and social censorship, 
What's happening in these social arenas like Insta, Facebook, when it comes to communication and specifically communication around the cannabis and the power and the healing power of the plant. And yes, I'm talking to you, motherfucking Zook. I see you and your fucking lizard eyes. Because despite these terms of use and policies that we somehow agree to, um, you know, we're seeing federal change and we're seeing change on a mass level. So you've got to wonder if the law matters to them or the money. But regardless, we're also witnessing a disproportionate number of these uh, social accounts that are really just people humans on the ground trying to build a business or share an art or share the truth about uh, something that's changed or helped or healed them. Uh, We're seeing a disproportionate number of these accounts that are being, hmm, shall we say, communicatively cock-blocked to be female accounts, to be women-led. And like I said, these are legit, honest, GDP-contributing business owners that are often simply just showing plant photography. Hmm. Yeah, that's the wonder. Who's behind this bullshit? Right? And it's actually indicative of what's happening on a broader scope. Women are driving the growth and the expansion at a grassroots level of this industry. We smoke more than men and we smoke more often than men. And I've ranted about this before, but a recent study out of California says that we smoke something like, oh, I'm forgetting now. It's something like almost 60% of women smoke versus the men are in the 40s. And of those women who do smoke or consume, I should say, it's three times a week on average. And uh, a huge, huge percentage of those women are smoking or consuming on the daily. And I think we'll only see those numbers rise as CBD takes hold of our society and culture. As Riley and I talked about in Ep 13, listen up. Oh, that man, honestly. And uh, this will, you know, only continue to grow also as we become more transparent with our truth because until now no one's wanted to come out and everyone says come out of the closet and I don't know that that's the term that we should be using because you know frankly that's kind of owned by another group and frankly it doesn't necessarily communicate um communicate the reality of the experience. So I like to say, step into the light. Uh, you can take that and run. TM. No, just like, yeah, take it and run because let's step into the light. Let's all come together and, you know, take a toke and, and be proud of it and be proud about, about what this plant is unveiling for us. But anyway, so circling back while we're driving the grassroots growth of, uh, growth of this industry, we're being excluded from critical conversations and, uh, more importantly, ownership structures, um, that trickle down to conversations, um, that affect our lives and going to affect the products that we have and the brands that we consume. And obviously the ways, the access that we can get at it, uh, as we're seeing with our lovely Ontario government. Um, but even in certain situations, you know, fucking like bureaucracy is ruining people's lives in the cannabis sense. I heard the other day about a woman who was rejected from a nursing home because she admitted to taking CBD oil. 
I mean, that is just wrong. And we all know it is wrong. And whoever is even pressing fail or stamping fail like some like evil clown on that application knows that shit is wrong. But anyway, we ranted about this at Lyft, about uh, women in weed and the rightful place in weed and whether or not uh, we were carving out that space and that place in the appropriate way. And okay, while I probably should not have yelled on full blast mic that I see a lot of fucking eggplants in the house, which I totally did. <laughs> Super professional. <laughs> Brand new, it's hit me up. Um, I did see a lot of fucking eggplants in the house. I saw almost only sausage that day. And uh, it was a huge sort of outlier or strange, you know, disconnect, uh, based on what I know about the truth of who's really consuming this plant in this industry. Um, anyway, so one of the other key points of that rant was when I went on and on and on about this de-stankification of the category, which is the word I like to use to talk about the clearing of the air, the smoke, the stigma, the grossness, that cloudy, gray kind of point of view um, that surrounded cannabis when in actuality it's a multifaceted, beautiful, brightly lit thing. Um at the time, funnily enough, I was misquoted in the Globe as saying de-skankification, which uh, was hilarious and slightly embarrassing, but I didn't realize at the time was super prescient. Uh, what a typo. Um, today, this notion of de-skankification arrives in the form of one Dan Bilzerian and his brand Impact, uh, which is playing in cannabis. So some of you may know this fool as the man who was sued for throwing a nude woman off of his roof into the pool and breaking her bones. Um, others may have also become engrossed and ultimately fucking grossed out by his insta feed as I was, which appears to really just be the aftermath of a many basiliconed orgy. Of course, involving no other dick, um, but anyway. And now he's playing and, more importantly, profiting in the cannabis space. So stop. Hold the fucking phone. Motherfucking nope. Hell nah, period. Because in no way should a man who's objectifying, not to mention assaulting women, be able to profit off of a female flower especially to the masses of females who are desiring and requiring its magical healing properties. And yet, when these women that he, this man has affected start to use their voices and speak out against what he's up to, uh, coincidentally, these women might also be in the cannabis space, they seem to be immediately censored, muffled, and fucking shut down. And I mean shut down by Instagram. So today I'm speaking to a woman who has been directly affected by all of this. Her name's Best Buyers at Cannabis and I am Cannabis. She's a cannabis enthusiast, photographer, digital marketer, and more. And in the last four weeks, she's been shut down by Instagram as many times, four times for sharing natural photography of the cannabis plant. She also 
curiously enough, seems to be using her voice to speak out about Dan Bilzerian and his entourage after being sexually assaulted by one of his friends and promoters after an event four years ago. Guys, it is these stories and these women who are bravely using their voices and having the strength and the courage and sourcing their power to step into the light. These fucking women are the revolution. And what will change and ultimately save this planet and its people. And for me, there's no denying that this revolution, this revolutionary rising coincides and is perhaps fueled by the flower and the fact that it's blooming in our culture and in the mainstream and what it unlocks, what it strips away and what it reveals. So goddess fucking bless every one of you cannabishes and non-cannabishes, females, males, gods and goddesses walking on this earth who is on her mission to open people's eyes back to the beautiful power of Mother Earth through whatever means she finds herself finding passion for. It's time to fucking tell the truth. Listen up. It's me and I am Cannabis. Hi, T.Life. And my latest cannabis, Best Buyers, also known as Cannabis, also known as a woman leading a bit of a revolution in the women in weed space. We're super excited to holla at our girl right now and hear what's up. This is the woman who, as far as I know, has been banned from Instagram multiple times. Dutchie, you're going to have to keep Volume it quiet. Charges may apply. Dutchie's roaming free right now, so let's, let's, we'll hear his dingles. Hello? Cannabis. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Welcome to High Tea. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to connect with you in real life. I've been following you for a long time in social, but following your fucking journey right now and the revolution that you're freaking leading and helping helping drive, and it's so inspiring to connect. So such oh, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank you, woman. Honestly, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I'm just going to um, press... Um, I'm, are you... Recording or are we, are we just talking? We're press record. We're gonna press record. Okay. Is that okay? Just free flow. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Sweet. Um, I guess. Yeah. Is there anything I should know or anything to like? Well, know. you know, I'll tell you who we I, are. I had a client meeting before this, and they like they're an extract company. They're like, do you want to try some product? Did and you so say I'm yes? A little oh, good. Oh, good. So am I. So are we. We like a good sesh. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, we like perfect. a good sesh. Yeah, no, I, uh, we're very new. We're Toronto-based, six months old, really getting, like, gaining so much momentum in terms of the conversation around weed and cannabis and all of the fragments and aspects and segments of society that it touches because there is literally no aspect of society it doesn't touch. And uh, really like inspired by bringing women together in this space to see what grows, you know, because I kept yeah. meeting so many cool chicks who smoked cannabis or, part, you know, partook in some way, shape or form. And you'd kind of be like, okay, well, it was really nice to meet you. Like, maybe I'll see you sometime. Like, how do we, 
you know, like have a date, you know, some kind of thing. So we just, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And we started it, we started building and doing events and rolling parlors and talks and all this kind of thing. And we're, you know, it's, it's incredible what's happening. It's just amazing. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. It's just like, you know, to think that this was, I mean, I never in a million years imagined this would be my career, so. Yeah, start us from the top. Like, how did you get into cannabis, and then how did you get into the business of cannabis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always, I mean, not always, but like, you know, starting in high school, I kind of was like experiment with cannabis from time to time with like friends and girlfriends and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, I lived in California for four years. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like when I lived in Venice Beach, that was kind of my thing is I would love to smoke weed, like smoke a bowl, smoke a joint, you know, at sunset, Ugh. and I would go run the yes. boardwalk, Ugh, and I, I noticed that when I was stoned, it kind of felt like a video game of like dodging people, <laughs> like, like running out to the pier, um, and so I, I just, it was just, you know, kind of something I integrated into my life from time to time. Okay. Um, and then I was going to go to D.C. I had an opportunity in D.C. to just pursue my political aspirations. Oh. And um, one of my girlfriends, she owned a medical grow. And so when she was growing medically, like, I would shoot her plants from time to time. She, like, taught me to clone. I would help, like, trim, you know, when I was in town. It was more just, like, a fun thing. Okay. Um, so I was going to go to D.C. And I told her, like, oh, I'm moving to Washington, D.C. in a month. Unless you know anybody in the cannabis industry that can make me a better offer. Oh, and, yeah, uh, girl. So she did. Okay. And, uh, so, and yeah. voila, so I, <laughs> here yeah, we like, are. So I canceled my opportunity and like fast forward, here I am today. And, so tell so, our people, yeah. you're a cannabis photographer. Um, I, I would Cannab- say I'm a digital marketer. I'm a digital marketing professional. Okay. Um, you know, aside from photography, you know, I moved up here to work with that woman and to do her photography, social media management, you know, help with email, help with blog, um, you know, just brand development. Yeah, build and, the brand you know, even, and they will yeah, come. Yeah, and even today, you know, now I own my own creative agency. So, oh, great. Uh, you know, What's I'm it called? All the things. Uh, it's called Blaze Creative. Amazing. But it's spelled B-L-A-I-S-E because on my dad's side of the family, Blaze Below, he came over from France in the 1600s, helped oh, settle Quebec. I love it. Um, you know, yeah, and my grandma's maiden name was Below. So it's like just a really interesting story. He was such a pioneer, you know, in his day. And right. I feel like what we're doing is pioneering. It truly um, is. Yeah. Well, so. what you are doing, I think what we're all doing is, I, you know, I, I humbly will say that, but um, what we've witnessed going on with you, specifically in the social space, is of huge interest to all of our, like, frankly, rights and freedoms, but also cultural conversation and what have you. And I was speaking on a panel two nights ago, and I brought up what has happened to you in terms of Instagram shutting down your accounts. I don't know how many times I probably misspoke. I I do enjoy the drama and said six, <laughs> but maybe it's not that maybe it's not that many times. But the room gasped that, you know, they'd really be cock blocking you for lack of a better or more professional term, frankly, um, to be sharing, you know, a plant in such a grassroots artful way. It's just absurd. So talk to me and tell me what's happened. Well, it all started on August 1st. Um, 
you know, I've been in the industry a little over three and a half years, almost four years, and I've had clients' accounts, um, you know, get shut down without explanation. You know, they always point back to the terms of service. If you're doing anything illegal, it's a violation of their terms of service. Mm -hmm. But I always have been especially cautious about not, you know, promoting sales or anything of that line, Okay. Um, you know, on my personal account. So when I woke up and saw that my account had been deleted, I was like, oh, no, you know, what is it? Um, and I just, I kind of kicked into, like, crisis mode. I accessed my backup account, started letting people know, just, like, reaching out to people to see, like, does anybody have a contact at Facebook? What, you know, what, what causes deactivation? Who else got taken down the same time I did? Because um, the same night that I got deactivated, Kush cards got taken down. Okay. And somebody else also got taken down. Now, is there some and sort so of theory on the algorithm of what happened? There's a, or? There's a couple theories. So one theory is that it was a competitor mm. um, or somebody in the space that just wanted to Report. take my page down and most likely has access to multiple pages. Um, I did have one contact tell me that they tapped a contact at Facebook who was able to see that my page had been repeatedly flagged by oh. the same set of accounts at the same time, oh. multiple times per day over several days. Bish, so, please. So, I can't yeah. believe that. Okay. Yeah. So that, wow. so that was one theory that I'd heard. Another, just because... Sounds like more than theory, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing that I wondered was, you know, because other accounts got taken down the same time I did, you know, did Instagram just kind of do a purge? Like, mm-hmm. did they have some sort of box mm-hmm. that looked for, for sure. hashtags that, like, legal weed, cannabis community, you know, and then does something like that? I don't know. That's just a theory that I have. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, when it happened to you, I changed weed in my bio to ganj or something like that temporarily because that's what I figured is that there was a, a bot or some sort of algorithm algorithm just like basically dragging a net through it, yeah. catching certain well, words. And even in my bio, like my bio says nothing for sale, 21 plus. Which, you yeah, you're plus. all supposed to say she needs to do that. She needs to do that. Yeah, everybody <laughs> should do that. If you yeah. have a cannabis Instagram, make sure to state that because I feel like that, you know, that definitely is something that I think will help you. God forbid your account get taken down and you have to file an appeal. Okay, great. Okay, so another piece of advice it sounds like you're giving us is that we should have a ghost account or a backup account. Um, I would say a backup account is always a safe bet. You know, I created my account. Uh, actually, that was the account that I initially wanted was just cannabis. Yeah. And some other woman had it, but she, like, wasn't really posting any weed content. She was a bud tender, but just, like, didn't post any weed content. And so I DM'd her. I was like, hey, you know, I want to have this as my brand. Can mm-hmm. I buy your page from you? Mm-hmm. Uh, she never replied. She just changed her username. Oh, she just and, let it go. Amazing. Yeah, she just let it go. And so at that point... Good thing you were um, keeping so an I, eye on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but my I'm Cannabis had already started to gain so much traction and gotten reposted. I didn't want to change my name. Right. So I just got, you know, Cannabis as a backup. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think it's a good idea to have. You know, I would say if you do have a backup page... Make sure to distinguish that in the bio, like maybe write backup on it or something okay. like that. Okay. Um, even my backup page now still says backup on it because people all the time, they tag my backup page just thinking it's cannabis. Okay. It's, I'm cannabis. Yeah, I guess so, it's going to happen. Um, you're going to... 
you're going to split the vote basically, but at least they're all voting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, especially if you're a brand page, like you don't want people following your backup page and then not like, never your, content. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. That's why I was wondering if you quite literally ghost your content and just basically duplicate it. Um, no, I don't because then I think you're going to be, you're boring. Uh, you're boring. Well, you're gonna be diverting, um, traffic and engagement from the post you really want to be going to. I got you. Cool. That's so really I good advice. Okay. Yeah. I recommend just having a business page, you know, maybe just put like backup and, and don't even post on it right. really, unless you have to. I got you. Okay. That's great advice. Wow. Okay. So. What ha- what's the response been from the cannabis community? Because social really does bring us all together, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, when I got my account deleted the first time, it really showed me what a community the cannabis community is because so many people were like, what? Your account got taken down? Like Of no all of them. Yeah. Fake. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so many people were supporting my backup page, you know, commenting to Instagram. My backup page you know, at like 3,000 followers was averaging half the engagement of my current page that has mm. like 90K. Oh, wow. And it was crazy because, you know, just the algorithm, I've wondered this for a long time, like has Instagram suppressed my page, you know, in their algorithm because I'm, you know, such a whatever high number, they're like trying to force me to advertise. So it was crazy to just see like mm. all of this authentic oh, yeah. engagement. For sure they're doing that. In my backup page, you know, and it's like, well, if I have to start over, I can. I'd rather not. But, okay. Uh, you know, so, what's going on right now? You got both act. You've got both active, or yeah. So I got my page back, and then two weeks later, it was taken down again. Okay. And I did the same thing. I just went through the appeal process, of filing multiple appeals multiple times per day, um, just like being ruthless. This like, is a I- hater. I'm sorry. I'm slightly psychic, and this is a hater. I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm kind of dealing with some stuff actually right now that's like really get yourself an I'm evil gonna... eye like bracelet or necklace or something and wear that shit because there's malocchio okay. on you I'm serious okay. I'm not even like Portuguese or whatever and I believe in that Greek um, Greek okay. <laughs> I, will, I will take you up on that because I really could use it right now yeah <laughs> I hear ya yeah so I do I mean I do think that and so what my next kind of step is uh, because even again I got taken down a third time my page was down for maybe 36 hours before it came back a third time. Oh, God. Um, and so my next step is now to apply for verification. Okay. Because Instagram does allow you to apply for verification. I see. Um, you know, men like Big Mike are verified. Male-owned companies like High Times and Leafly are verified. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm not a brand, I'm not selling anything. I am just an advocate, an educator, and a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to apply for verification. If Good I do you. get verified... I'm going to write about it. The community's going to know, you know, what's up. If I don't get verified, then I'm going to look at legal action against Instagram because then it's going to make me question, is this discrimination? You know, where is your threshold of like approved versus not approved? Yeah, exactly. What's the filter? If there are, as you say, male dominated or male owned uh, companies not experiencing this because you're right. It does... Like maybe the fucking hashtag they're trolling is women in weed because it does seem like it's this female focused kind of uh, targeting situation, at least right now. 100%. 100%. I mean, I don't see them like, you know, deleting, well, I guess maybe if you're Matthias, 
you know, the, you know, dicks and dabs, you know. Yeah, right. They do target, though, the male dab community, too. So that's why I wonder, is it even a thing in the algorithm? Like, this is what I've heard, too, is somebody told me that they had a contact at Facebook who told them that if your page gets flagged six times or more within, like, or was it ten times or more within, like, six or eight hours, Mm. then they'll deactivate it. Oh, God. I feel like we shouldn't have even, like, given that information away to the haters. Well, no, but I also think people need to, like, be aware that, like, it, it, you know, from what I understand, it can be easy to take down somebody's page. So I think it's up to a company like Instagram to have protections in place. Yeah, for sure. You know, this this industry, you know, it's a great industry, but, like, on a business side, it's ruthless. And, like, there are people that will not, you know, hesitate to bat an eye and cut their competition down in any way that they can. And, you know, it's, Mm, I mean, that's what's happening. Yeah, it is still the wild, wild west, honestly, out there. And, you know, the the most important word that you used is industry. Like, this is business. It's not like they're shutting down. I don't, I haven't, I'm not familiar with dicks and dabs per se, but I'm assuming that they're not actually, like, GDP contributing businesses the way you and I are. And so I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's actually absurd that, a business that's a communication and, and for frankly a marketing platform because that's how they pay the bills and keep the lights on is uh, shutting down businesses. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I wonder too, like, are they not wanting us to share our truth because they, I mean, my thought is, is because they're owned by pharma <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah, you know, and it's like who, you know, who's connected to who that who's paying the bills. Yeah, yeah I don't I, like the look in Zuck's eyes. I'm going to tell you, he looks like a lizard to me, and maybe I'll get killed for saying that online. But uh, I mean, he's corrupt, and I've just heard through, just I, don't, I haven't done any research on this myself, but I have heard that he is like a grandchild or great-grandchild to one of the Rockefeller. Oh, of course, Rothschild. So, yeah, he kind of uh, looks like one. Um, yeah, in, yeah right? Very, very, very sketchy. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm really intrigued to hear, and we won't talk about this because it doesn't really matter, but what the guys from Insta have just left who are going to do next because I bet they do something that blows Zuck up because, frankly, he has no, like, creative vision or innovation. Anyway, so... I'm curious. Yeah, I would love to see what they do next. Yeah, right? Well, what kind of platform they can deliver the world. And how yes, it comes exactly. to life. Okay, so yeah. talk to me about Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, so um, I actually didn't know who Dan was until I got invited to his Halloween party in 2014 in Vegas. Um, I only know him as the guy who throws chicks off the roof into the pool. Yeah, just to preface, I didn't know who he was until the morning after his party. Oh, you went to the party. Yeah. So basically I got invited out because one of my friends was a promoter. Okay. And so he was helping throw the party and he was like, literally like they've got budget to like bring women out. So like if you and a friend want to come, you know, we'll pay for your flight, all your food, all everything. The only thing that you have to do is show up at these parties, look good and like be ready to party. And I was like, Oh gosh. Warning. Yeah. Super down, you know, and I was like, what, 26 at the time, Mm -hmm. 27 at the time. 
you know, so it's like, sure, like, sounds good to me. I've got a girlfriend with me. So we went out, and obviously, like, this was the days before, I mean, like, four years ago, it's like, you know, my iPhone was a piece of garbage. The battery was dying. They didn't have Uber back in Vegas in 2014. So, you know, at the end of the night, after, like, drinking all night, I, like, somehow gotten separated from my friend that I was with at the bar or the club. Um, you know, my phone was dead. And um, Mo, I guess the agent that Dan says isn't his friend, it was his agent that he fired. Um, uh, yeah, he was like, don't, like, don't worry. You, like, you're totally cool with us. You want to come back to the hotel? Like, there's be a bunch of people partying there. Um, you can charge your phone. Like, whatever. I'm like, okay, that's great. I really appreciate that. Like, I'm lost. You know, like, I, you, and I was, I was very vocal about, like, it's, you know, 2.33 in the morning. Like, I don't really know where I'm going. I don't, like, you right. know. Yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty fucked up. I'd be, like, hard-pressed to even find my hotel room, you know, in the maze of casino. For sure. So, uh, so basically, yeah, like, we were all back in their hotel room. And it was, like, a big, giant suite. And so there was another room, and Mo was, like, you're more than welcome to crash here if you want, and we can, like, help you get a cab home in the morning. And I was like, okay, cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. And so I went and fell asleep. They were still partying. Like, I went to bed by myself with the impression that I was safe to sleep in this hotel room with, like, these people because they were the people that we've been hanging out with all night, you know? Like, you think that, like, your friend is throwing a party that, like, the other people that are helping him put it on are going to be safe um i woke up in the middle of the night with a dude like fucking me and i was still pretty drunk and so i like it did like i woke up and like didn't really register like what was happening and i was oh no like yeah yeah yeah. you know like and like kind of like like tried to like roll like you know roll away um and then went back to sleep and the next morning i woke up and i saw a condom on the floor and i turned to him and i was like i didn't consent to that you raped me Right. And he was like, oh, 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 like, oh my gosh, it feels so bad. Oh, God. I didn't, yeah, and it was, and that's what I keep, like, reiterating to people when I'm telling the story. There, He never once was like, what are you talking about, Beth? Like, yeah, he, he didn't deny it. it. No, he didn't deny it. He, he said he felt bad. Oh, my God, sorry. I feel like he I'm going to barf. You're lying. Oh. Yeah, and it's like, he was, like, with, I still have my costume on. Like, I slept in my costume. <sighs> I'm so like, sorry. Thinking, yeah. And oh. so basically what happened is once, you know, I've seen Dan now getting into the space. He's know, in I the cannabis space like, now. We won't yeah, even name the brand. I mean, I think we should name the brand so that people listening are aware. So they stay away um, from it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, because Ignite, you know, their whole brand is built around like sexualizing women. Yeah. Women being nothing more than tits and ass. And I get it. I like, saw him using a f- so- naked women as a table. And all he posts yeah, in, he, on Instagram are orgies with straight up fake tits. Like you've never seen so many fake tits in one place except watching Kim Kardashian, you know, the Kardashians. And, f- and, and you're getting shut down for photographing a plant. Yeah. I'm raging. Yeah. I'm raging, well, especially in light of Kavanaugh and today. I just am raging. Well, and just like here's what else is interesting is apparently once I shared my story about my situation – the whole reason I even spoke out just to... You spoke it, out on Instagram just to tell people I what happened? On, I spoke out on Instagram because uh, Dan tried to say that somebody from Dope Magazine was drunk at their party and had to be kicked out. Dope said that they were kicked out for asking about 
um, you know, sexualization of women in cannabis. Right. And, uh, um, and that, so that was the two stories. So I shared my story is, yeah. you know, yeah, by the way, if you're going to these parties, you As, know, there's, yeah, there's people, been a bunch of alcohol there too, you know, and, and, and um, God knows putting God knows what in it, obviously. 100%. And what's crazy is once I spoke out about my story, I had a couple different women and men reach out to, to me to share their own stories. Wow of people that they either knew or, like, articles that they had read from other people that made similar claims to me. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you they, are you, you're using your voice for, for so much good right now. It's incredible. Thank you. Well, and here's what else is crazy is they are sourcing their oil from Select. Okay. And for people that don't know about Select Oil, they, um, they do industrial hemp and they do cannabis-derived CBD. But they're a... Um, they're a multi, I mean, I don't know if they're in Canada, but they're all over the U.S. with their industrial hemp CBD pens. And their former COO, who has since stepped down, he uh, settled a rape case out of court for an undisclosed amount, but the woman was asking $2.3 million. And if you read the details of, of the alleged abuse, um, you know, part of why they were able to settle is because there was DNA evidence on her dress. And the attack happened the night before his wedding. So it's just like, oh my god, slimy fucking dudes. And now they're so upset that Select has filed a ten million dollar defamation suit against several other women in the industry. Um, you know, oh wow, they're trying to silence us. Do you know what I realized today? I'm sorry, my innards are like twisting and turning as you're telling me some of these stories. But I realized today, like after watching the testimony over the last 24 hours and then watching those two women in the elevator confront Senator Flake or whatever his name is and scream the truth in his face. I don't know if you've seen that clip. You should. Um, Yeah, it's very powerful. Um, They would not let the elevator door shut until they told him the truth. And it apparently was... Two women screamed. No, they screamed in his face about just, you know, what are you telling women? That if they come forward and tell the truth, that it doesn't matter and that you can still be elected to the highest court of the law. And I realized, you know, everyone's, you know, the, you know, the narrative has been, you know, we should be, you know, we should be so scared if this guy gets elected and appointed and no, no, no. And I'm in Canada and we're still talking about this. And I looked in the mirror and I realized they should be fucking terrified. All of them should be scared right now because we're all using our voices to come out with the truth and we are shining a light on the realities of the situation and the hidden misogyny that like this entire existing culture has been built on. And you and I and every other woman and man that's in the cannabis industry right now, I say we're co-creating the industry because no, never before have we literally, you know, we've literally are creating something, not responding to something that's existed before us. And so it's so fucking important that we stand for what's right and that we literally fight like warrior women for the proper do part of this. I mean, I feel this, I feel that way 110%. Um, I was at a very corporate cannabis job, you know, before I started my own agency. And I definitely felt like there were parts of, you know, reasons why my contract wasn't renewed. And it was because I spoke out against 
a lot of the men who were closer to the top of the marketing department, it was men that were like, you know, in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was hearing them try to do things in business that I was like, this is not morally right. Mm-hmm. This is something that could put your consumers at risk for health. Um, yeah, they'll do you know, anything it, for think, the bottom line. That's the issue with I, I, capitalism. It doesn't involve humans. Well, I wouldn't even say that's the issue with capitalism because I'm a huge proponent of capitalism. Me capitalism too, like but it doesn't factor God. in humans into the bottom line. It'll let it'll I let think, you do anything for the sake of the shareholder, which some of these organizations I, have done. I think, though, that there's as our generation takes over, I believe it's yes. called conscious capitalism. Yes, you know, girl. and I feel like that what is great about capitalism is that you know these brands, as they get exposed, you know, we as consumers have the right to not purchase their products. Yes, you know, vote like, with your dollar. You know, see, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like in my opinion, you know, seeing like cause I know in Canada, you guys have government-run markets. You know, yeah. I 100% would not trust the government I know. to grow my weed because they are equally concerned about the bottom line. They're not the growing it. They're just controlling it. Well, but are they really not growing it or are the people that are growing it controlled by... Right. Well, you know, yeah, so, chicken egg, right? So that, so, you know, so I mean, it's a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah, you know, and so that's why even with Ignite, you know, and like select and all these brands it's like you know yeah right now they're profiting off of capitalism because they've got millions that they can invest you know into the startups you know but really like how how long until until your empire crumbles because people won't support you know men that treat women this way you know the industry is more women are now smoking cannabis than men oh yeah 100 percent, and more often yeah yep so, uh, we're dri- that's what I've said. We're driving the grassroots growth of the industry. And meanwhile, it's the money men at the top. So it's critically important yeah. that, that like we use our voices and build our platforms and that frankly, we're not shut down by the money men at the top while using yeah. those voices Well, and think about for what the internet was made top. for, frankly. Yeah. Well, MedMen, MedMen is a great example. How is it that they are getting approved for sponsored posts on Instagram? How are they getting approved for paid partnerships on Instagram? Because I see them. They show up in my feed. Mm-hmm. How is that? Right. It's true. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they have a, they're skirting a lot of things. I, they're very strategic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what, uh, what kind of message or if there was like one sort of big mantra that you no I mean that's kind of a lot that's that's a lot that's a lot of pressure um but no but one what kind of big kind of landing message would you leave with high tea listeners I mean we have a lot of men who listen but this is you know really a space for the exploration of uh women and weed and you know how it's affecting us and about to change our lives and I'm just wondering, like, based on everything you've been through and everything you're seeing out there um, and the way the communities kind of rally behind you, what's kind of your message for people who, who, who want to support? Yeah, I've been saying this for a while now, just together we grow. Oh, I love um, that. You know, I, I would not have gotten to where I'm at without the support of other people in the community, whether it's growers extractors, edible companies, ancillary brands, other creatives, 
you know, like my page has gotten where it's at because I've collaborated with so many different people and even people outside of the space. You know, I saw a lot of growth in my channel when I started working with other photographers that were just really wonderful lifestyle photographers and like now getting them into this space. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and like just, just the community coming together and even men, you know, I feel like men sometimes they feel like they're getting shit on by like all the female empowerment, but like, you know, men supporting women doesn't devalue men, you right. know, like we're all in this together. We just want, as this industry grows and progresses, we want it to advance in a way that promotes equality, opportunity, growth, leadership, like prosperity, community. Um, you know, there's just like, we're all in this together. Yeah, we and, are. Um, and it really you know, does have the power to heal the, heal the world if we do it right. you know, and yeah, you know, just holding people accountable for like their products and what they're doing and what they're bringing to the space. Yeah. The commercialization of it. Yeah. has to be with integrity. 100%. And like, that's the thing is like, you know, with capitalism, it does create a lot of jobs, but like you can still create a successful business and do it responsibly, not spraying crap on your plants, not selling product that's moldy to turn a buck, you know? Right. Like, you can, you can grow a business and do it in a way that, you know, obviously benefits your bottom line, but also, you know, creates jobs, you know, is a beautiful product and, like, builds your community. I love that. Yeah, let the roots grow, like, and just flourish, right? 100%. And if you're, I want everyone listening, if you're a shifty company and you're doing things that you think are bad or you would be worried if they got out, guess what? They're going to get out because people talk. Right. And that's one thing I've learned is, like, you know, not all your employees are down to sign NDAs and Mm -hmm. people talk and your secrets are going to get exposed. Great. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Now, and tell us how we can support you and your business. Like shout out your Insta, shout out your page. Yeah. Everything. First first things first, I want everybody on Saturday, October 6th. Yes. Refrain from using Instagram. Okay. So we're doing a blackout, blackout. a a green out. What are we calling it? A blackout. A blackout. A full blackout. Um, October 6th. Yeah. I think. Yeah, sign, like, almost, like, sign out, don't open it, close the app, don't open it. 100%, because really... Not just in the cannabis community, everybody, because you want them to show a real, a real impact, right? A real dip? Yeah, if you support cannabis and being able to just freely express that on Instagram, like, please stay off the app completely. We want to show them how much engagement, you know, our community and just you know, cannabis supporters as a whole bring to Instagram. So smart. You know, yeah. And and people have asked, like, why don't you do something to, like, post instead or, like, encourage people to share? I don't want to give their app any engagement. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the revenue. Don't worry, but I want you to see that that drop. Yeah, if they're cock-blocking your content, cock-block their cash. Yeah, Cock exactly. block their revenue stream, right? Like, it's the eyeballs. We're the the revenue stream. Yeah, so tell everybody you know, Cannabis Blackout Day, if you post about it, hashtag Cannabis Blackout Day. I love it. Um, and and just, um, you know, other than that, oh, and if you haven't too signed the petition to Instagram, um, there's a petition going around demanding Instagram update their terms of service to incorporate the cannabis community. 
I mean, don't do we assume they're going to do that with like federal? I mean, our federal law changes in in two and a half weeks. How can they? Well, right. Here's the here's the thought behind it: is depending on where Instagram servers are posted, they have to comply by those oh, laws. God. This is what somebody told me in like the like an IT. Person. So where are their servers? I'm guessing their servers are based somewhere in the U.S. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I believe it either. But that Interesting. was just one theory, is that, yeah, based on, uh, you know, okay. who knows? Yeah, who knows what. comply. Okay. Uh, or, or even, too, just like with, you know, I could see Instagram and Facebook being apprehensive due to banking. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were taking ad dollars from a company that's, you know. Conservative state legal but it's federally illegal then you know how does that impact you know their tax who knows well that's Uh, been the case in a lot of people's businesses right even sometimes taking on a cannabis client is making other clients nervous and stuff so yes i've heard that as well yeah it's interesting it's such a cool time for us i fucking love it i'm having so much fun here yeah it is a wild weed rad, isn't it, my friends? Yes. All yes. right. Well, this has been incredibly informative, super illuminating. I wish I'd talked to you before this panel I did on social media influencers because, holy, you just gave me some really good advice. So I can't wait oh. to share this with our listeners and and the world and uh, help spread, you know, your revolution as wide as, as, wide as we can take it because... I believe in what you're doing. I think what you're doing is incredible. And yeah, the more we can bring, we can come together, we can grow. Right? Yes, I feel that way too. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Cannabis. You are the best. Uh, follow you on Insta at Cannabis. And uh, I'm Cannabis. I am Cannabis. I love yes, letter it. Letter I, letter M, Cannabis. Perfect. Well, we will see you there. Thank you for being high tea. Let's all support free speech, whether you're in cannabis or not, but especially if you enjoy this weed. This coming Saturday, October 6th, with an Instagram blackout, let's support these voices and these people who are coming out loud and proud, and let's show these people the power of our voices. Because the fact of the matter is we're the product, we're the commodity, we're how they're making money. So we don't have to play by their rules. Let's join Cannabis October 6th, Insta Blackout. Holla at HighT.life. Check us out on Insta at HighT.life. Like us and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and whatever anchor is. And holla at your girl by visiting www.hightea.life.